Episode 50. Episode 50. I can hardly believe it, but here we are. The last episode ended just as Polonius was about to share more of Hamlet's letter to Ophelia. He reads, Doubt thou the stars are fire, doubt that the sun doth move, doubt truth to be a liar, but never doubt I love. Oh, dear Ophelia, I am ill at these numbers. I have not art to reckon my groans, but that I love thee best, O most best, believe it. Adieu. Thine evermore most dear lady, whilst this machine is to him, Hamlet. Hamlet is something of a writer. We have already seen him busily writing in his notebook, his tables, and later we will see him happily contribute a new piece of drama for the players. What's interesting here is that he acknowledges that he's not a very good writer, and indeed, we get evidence to that effect. Doubt thou the stars are fire, doubt that the sun doth move, doubt truth to be a liar, but do not doubt I love. This is not exactly the most thrilling poetry Shakespeare ever wrote, but perhaps this is the point. Hamlet has already told us he will put an antic disposition on, And indeed, he's made his friends promise that they won't comment on his peculiar behaviour if and when it happens. As witnesses to this in the audience, we're also in on the act. And since we've already heard about this bizarre behaviour when he went to Ophelia's room, this letter is perhaps also a part of the act. We've already discussed many episodes back that there are a variety of astronomical references at play in Hamlet. Tycho Bray, the Danish astronomer, seems to crop up quite a lot. Here, however, we get references to the cosmological order that Tycho was beginning to dismantle. Hamlet's poetry seems to refer to the outline of the heavens laid out by the great astronomer Ptolemy. By his calculation, the Earth was the centre of the universe, and the sun revolved around it. The stars, balls of fire in the sky, likewise traced a particular orbit around the Earth. References to this in particular will crop up frequently later in the play. Hamlet's poem, therefore, is suggesting that for Ophelia to doubt his love would be as crazy as to believe that the Earth moved around the sun. Heresy. Something to be condemned. Impossible. She would be questioning the unquestionable. Questioning truth itself. Whether or not Shakespeare was coming around to the idea of the sun being the centre of the solar system, he doesn't seem to have given the idea to Hamlet. Perhaps there could be something in the disconnect. If Ophelia and Hamlet both knew that Ptolemy was wrong, could there be a secret message in the letter? Thrilling and tempting as that might be, I don't really think it quite holds up. Certainly, Ophelia doesn't get that message at all, as we will see. For now, it comes across as a sincere message, blazing with starlight and the sun itself, insisting that he does love her. And he continues, O dear Ophelia, I am ill at these numbers. This is his acknowledgement that he isn't much good at writing verses, numbers like this. I have not art to reckon my groans, 
He hasn't the skill, he says, to express his groans or his pain with poetry. But that I love thee best, O oh most best, believe it. Adieu. She's already been called the most beautified Ophelia, and now he's going even further. Most best is about as superlative as language will permit. But the key to it is, I love thee, believe it. Adieu is quite a serious goodbye. It's what Hamlet said earlier to the ghost of his father. There's a finality to it. And having said this farewell, he has to sign off. So the letter ends with, Thine evermore most dear lady, whilst this machine is to him Hamlet. This is the only time Shakespeare uses the word machine in all of his plays. The gist of it is that Hamlet is likening himself, his body, to a machine, and that for as long as he's in control of this machine, that is, his self, it will belong in fact to Ophelia. One of the most extraordinary and challenging texts to have been inspired by Hamlet is the postmodern German play Hamlet Machine by Heiner Müller. It is perhaps from this line that the play got its title. Strong stuff. Having finished reading the letter, Polonius continues speaking. This in obedience hath my daughter shown me, and more above hath his solicitings, as they fell out by time, by means and place, all given to mine ear. In other words, Polonius would like it known that he knows everything. Ophelia, his obedient daughter, has shown him the letter and talked him through Hamlet's various solicitings, where they happened, when they happened, and what happened. It's Claudius who replies with a question. But how hath she received his love? It's a reasonable question. How did Ophelia respond to all of this from Hamlet? Polonius never one to let a dramatic moment pass him by, answers with a question. What do you think of me? Presumably Claudius and Gertrude are as exasperated as we might be at such a diversion. Where might he be going with this? Claudius gives an answer that is conciliatory and that will hopefully keep Polonius on track. He says he thinks of Polonius as of a man faithful and honourable. And now Polonius gets going again. Claudius gives his good opinion, and Polonius gives this big, long response to it. I would fain prove so. But what might you think? When I had seen this hot love on the wing, as I perceived it, I must tell you that, before my daughter told me, what might you, or my dear majesty your queen here, think, if I had played the desk or table book, or given my heart a winking, mute and dumb, or looked upon this love with idle sight, what might you think? Is Polonius really making this all about him? Well, it seems so. He starts off insisting that he wants to live up to Claudius's estimation that he is faithful and honourable. He would fain prove so. But what might Claudius and Gertrude think if they knew that he already knew about this connection between Hamlet and Ophelia? and, perhaps, even helped it happen. He says that he perceived it before Ophelia told him about it. Is that true? Or did someone, one of his army of spies perhaps, tell him all about it? Back in Act One, when he was speaking with Ophelia, he said, "'Tis told me he hath very oft of late given private time to you." So it's not so much that he's perceiving some kind of romance on the wing between his daughter and the prince, 
He has spies. He has employees, as the whole scene with Ronaldo established. And he is watching. Always. But now that things are getting serious, he needs to feign innocence and retain his reputation for being faithful and honourable. This hot love between the youngsters might be more trouble than he anticipated, especially if it's the reason behind Hamlet's acting out. So Polonius is making a show of his concern. What would the king and her dear majesty the queen think, after all, if he had played the desk or writing table between them? In other words, if he had acted as a conduit of sorts for the letters going between the prince and the young lady. Or if Polonius had let his heart keep its eyes closed, winking, and stayed mute and dumb and not said anything about all of this. Or looked upon this love with idle sight, seeing this happening but not doing anything about it. What on earth would Claudius and Gertrude think if he were to be so negligent? Oh no, he is a man of action, a man faithful and honourable, after all. And so he was anything but idle. But we have reached already the twenty lines worth for the week, and as such we'll have to save Polonius's parental intervention for the next episode. In the meantime, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode on our website, thehamletpodcast.com, where I'll include some pretty fascinating articles about astronomy in Hamlet. I know you're going to find them as fascinating as I do. One of them suggests that perhaps the whole play is a dramatisation of the debate over whether the sun or the earth is at the centre of the universe, focused not least on the fact that King Claudius is named after Claudius Ptolemy, the astronomer. It might be a stretch, but it is a provocative read. I hope you enjoy it, and I'll speak to you next time.